0: We are we are, we are we are now in a pandemic induced recession. You are listening to Money Talks.
1: Money Talks.
0: We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jim Crone and Jennifer Thomas and uh. All right. Well, we've got a situation we wanted to talk about and uh, let uh, Jim flex his okay. brain. <laughs> uh we got a, a situation where Paul, who's divorced, um age fifty-four, uh noted that his father had died with uh no need for long term care. However, his mother required eight years of care. His parents were wealthy, or weren't wealthy, I'm sorry, uh but they lived a comfortable life, having lived in a family home for more than forty five years. That's being rooted right there. Mm. Uh Paul's mother Uh, Didn't have long-term care insurance and uh, wound up depleting her assets over over her years of care. In the late in the last eight years of her life, Paul's mother lived in five different long-term care facilities. Mm. Wow! So she lived in the same house for 45 years, and at the end of her life, she became a real rolling stone.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's largely driven by uh, some of the things that happen in that in that industry. So many times somebody might transition uh, at their choice from home, from a home that they lived in for many, many years to one, it's a f- assisted living, and it moves more into an apartment type style, which is in a larger community, has other uh, added amenities, facilities and, and access to care kind of thing. Yeah. And then... Then you have other, they can transition to other layers and levels of care, which is, it sounds like what happened here is that, Mm uh, with added medical issues, you might have a hospitalization and when you do that, you have to make a fundamental decision. Do you want to keep paying on your assisted living and still have to go to potentially one, the hospital, but more importantly, if you go from a hospital to a, uh, convalescent care or, a added layer of uh, training or physical rehab, you're going to have to make some fundamental decisions about the economics behind all that.
0: Because you would still, I assume, have to pay for wherever you were when you went to the hospital. That's right.
2: So you have to think that one through. The families many times have to go through that and deal with that and manage that.
0: So Paul, at age 54, I guess, is looking at this as what do I do? Since he's got two different examples in his in his lineage one that didn't need anything and then yeah. his mom who obviously gobbled up, did.
2: Gobbled up the quote inheritance. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Um I you know, I I think Doctor Jean says it so she was really close to doing the perfect thing, right? Doctor Jean she says if you right planned there. it perfectly, yep. you the last check you write will bounce. Yeah. So she got close.
2: She got close. That that stress factor of the remaining family members is exceedingly high. Uh, though, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, you're having to no figure doubt. all those things out on top of having to deal with just emotions that w- that get factored in, and then juggling, you know, having potentially to move from one facility to another with somebody who is elderly, and you know, it, it can have a it can weigh on a lot of different issues.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And and I'm sure that at the end of the game, if her funding had ran out. She gets to live with Paul.
2: Well, either that or Paul has to figure out how to pay for it. Right. You know, if, if he recognizes that he just can't take care of that, he's going to have to figure out how to get to the resources that can. Yeah, no
0: doubt. Yeah. And, and, and that and can and be costly. And some of
1: the times we talk to people, you know, when they're looking at, you know, whether or not to purchase uh, long-term care insurance. Um, You know, I'm sure that they didn't think that they would spend down that nest egg. And while it was the perfect way, like you're talking about when Gene says, you know, your last check will bounce. But a lot of people have worked very hard for that money, and they don't. They want it to go on to their heirs.
2: They don't want to
1: deplete that through a health care event where they need long-term care. Yeah,
2: great point.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So uh, some of the costs that we're looking at these days, um, you know, rehab facilities can be pretty expensive. What this is about? This is uh, numbers from 2015, 16, 9,300 bucks a month.
2: Yeah. What's interesting is um, there are there is information readily available, and we provide it when we have long term care conversations. And we'll actually get details about where they currently live, but more importantly, where they think, where a prospective client might want to retire. Because much of what you've just referenced is uh, area dependent. Right. So Florida is going to be a whole lot more expensive than, say, Atlanta. Or yeah. even Louisiana is going to be a whole lot different than upstate New York or, or midtown New York. Sure. or Pennsylvania right. even. and so so, targeting where they live or where they will likely live when they have retirement focused energies and effort is going to be a big function, and we'll gather and get that data we don't we'll put it in there to add context to the conversation. We would never go to the prospect and say to them, "Well, we're gonna ensure the whole financial risk we would say we want to use these as benchmarks and data points to add context to the reason why you look at long-term care insurance.
0: Sure. The the biggest piece of financial planning that everyone should really focus on and most do is living longer than your money. Amen. And uh, some people have enough. I mean, you plan well and you can make sure that you don't, but uh, there's a certain point at which you have to stop and think there's some things that are well beyond our control. Number one, you don't always get to retire when you want to. Sometimes you get retired, if you know what I mean. They mm-hmm. send you out to pasture before you're ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, your spending habits or health issues might cause you to, uh, again, live beyond. Uh, I guess health can go one of two ways, right? Yeah. It either gets you or yeah. it it gets you hurt and you have to pay to
2: figure to, it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pull on something Jennifer said earlier and that is in large part, I think we try to frame the whole long term care conversation around choices. Right. And so, uh, and when you get to that point, um, even clients that are, quote, well off and don't quite need it. All right. So there's a category of folks that need it. Right. Right. But then there's a category of folks who are well off enough, but mathematically, they could likely go ahead and take care of it. If they had an event, they could probably figure out how to manage it with their resources. The question to those folks is what's the most efficient way to handle it? And sometimes insurance, uh, we can walk down one of a couple of different paths. One is a repurposing of an existing contract that they might have had life insurance for many years and had developed some cash value, and they get to a place where in their math, in their math equation, it doesn't factor all that terribly much. But if you repurpose that policy to add a long-term care event or something that would pay out to cover long-term care events, that's a very popular move that's being done with life insurance and annuities so that we can now take an issue, a risk issue, off the table and maybe diminish the risk issue and cover a long-term care event with a policy that wasn't necessarily going to have factored in to their overall picture, right? So that's sure. one of those areas. And and uh, we do a lot of comparison analysis between sure. contracts where we have what I characterize as traditional long-term care versus the hybrid options like the life with long-term care or the annuities with long-term care. And in our world, when we sit and talk to clients, we're running at about a 50-50 clients that make choices to, to select a traditional model is about 50%. The same 50% is for hybrid options. But in the industry, if you get all the publications and you see a lot of the data that's out there, probably uh, 8 out of 10 are hybrid options being sold today. And oh, okay. Uh, it's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, Jim, before we get too much deeper into this, I do want to tell folks how they can get in touch with us and – uh We've got a question hotline. If folks would like to uh, have us answer their financial questions on the air, you can call 1-855-429-9166. The way it works, you'll hear our recorded message at the beep. You'll uh, give us your recorded message, including your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Uh, If you prefer instead to talk to a human being, you can do that by calling 770-429-9166. you will ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn, and uh, they will patch through to her. She'll talk to you for a bit and get your question and uh, give it to us, and we can answer your question on the air. Keep them financial. Jim might have more. I mean, you know, his his fun skills are probably way better than mine. Mm. Uh, but uh, if you don't want to use your phone in that manner at all, you can email us at drgene@hensler.com. That's spelled D R G E N E at H E N S S L E R dot com. Um, you will also include your question, and Kelly Lynn still will be the one who makes sure that we all see it. Uh, if you are kind of a do it yourself, or we've got lots of information loaded on Hensler dot com, including probably some insurance stuff, I know. Jim, you know, he gets a little giddy when we start yeah. talking about insurance well, and, and those and sorts of things. Well, it
2: just so happens how appropriate to be talking about long-term care because, Troy, as you probably know, this is Long-Term Care <laughs> Awareness Month. Oh, yeah. I know Jennifer <laughs> knew it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I have it on my uh, day planner. <laughs> yeah. It pops up every morning.
2: We have special <laughs> events done every day in the Long-Term Care Awareness Month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh,
1: we were talking, and while most holidays are created by card companies hmm. to sell more cards, this was created by insurance companies to sell more insurance. Oh, I figured it was just for fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you probably then missed September, which was Life Insurance Awareness
0: Month. Oh yeah, I, I did miss that. Oh darn it, Jim! And well, if I'd known that September was Life Insurance Month, I would have missed the whole month. Well, I'm going to put you Can down. Can I skip?
2: I'm going to put you down for June next year because that's Annuity Awareness Month. <laughs> okay.
0: Right, well, when is uh, Watch the Grass Grow Month? I <laughs> want to hit that give one. Give us right time.
2: Off. We'll come up with one every month.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I do not doubt
0: that. <laughs> you fund
1: specialists. But, but I, in all seriousness, I do think it's important that Like there are a lot of people out there that have no idea. Do I really need long-term care? Is that something that mm. would fit for me? And if you're unsure, you know you. Like you can come to someone like a financial planner who can run a set of financial plans and show you what it would look like, or this is what we do for our clients. We show them this is what it would look like if you had a long-term care event and you had to go in, you know, we just make some assumptions. You had to go into a facility at a certain age and you were in there for X number of months or years or however long we want to. You know, make the assumptions, and we can run different scenarios and show you what it would look like if you had insurance that covered it versus if you didn't and whether or not you could cover that long-term care event from your assets or whether it would be better for you to have an insurance-type policy.
0: Jennifer, do you run kind of a a scenario analysis where uh, you mentioned earlier that many folks have saved and, uh, you know, want to pass their assets on to the next generation or yeah. to a charity or whomever. Uh do you do you run an analysis that, that would show the difference and as to how much they would have to to leave to that next generation? Jim, this might be something you could answer too because I know yeah. you mentioned that even some people that are that are wealthy and will not have a problem covering their lifespan with their assets often look at it that way, right?
1: Sure, and even, well, for us, even with spending, I mean, you know, whether it's spending on an insurance product or any type of spending, it's more if I spent this much money, how much would be left at, you know, my general life expectancy? And we can, you know, it's not 100% accurate, but we can project out what we feel like. Because there's a lot of people, that, and if you do your planning ongoing so that you update your plans every couple of years or so, Then you can see, am I still in line with that? If you have a a want to leave X number of dollars to your children, then we can, you know, tell you, okay, well, this is the most you could spend and do that.
2: Right, and maybe following up on that, you can dig deeper into that long-term care conversation and, you know, every bit of insurance should have a focus about leverage in some way, shape or form. And so um, there are some options that we've talked about, traditional models versus hybrid models, and kind of following on what Jennifer just said, if someone in in their mind says, gosh, I'd like to cover some layer of uh, risk in terms of a long-term care event, but I don't want my money to have just been thrown away if I don't ever use it. And that's where a hybrid option can be a meaningful part because hybrids typically built on life insurance, and so with that, you have a fundamental you know, reality that you're, somebody's going to get a benefit out of the hybrid policy in one way, shape, or form, either in the form of tax-favored long-term care benefits, but if those never come, you have life insurance that will be paid to the beneficiary.
0: Sure. So uh guy, 54 years old, concerned mm-hmm. about um, his uh, long-term care, whether or not he should buy it, we've talked through uh, most of the details there and- uh, Anything else you want to add to that, you know his, Jim, the, listen, to me, I'm calling you John.
1: When did you become John?
2: <laughs> I've been called lots of things. Yeah, i well, insurance so, guy. Uh, like the go. worst thing I could <laughs> think of. But, um, I do
1: have a question. Yeah. Is there an optimal age to that's look a, for long-term care?
2: I'm glad you had it. I almost prompted you for that one, didn't, you? didn't I, Jennifer? No, actually, that's a really good question. You know, I will say in my experience in this industry. Uh, I've I've entered my 29th year. Uh, I've put more emphasis in some of the broader topics relative to, say, long-term care over the last, say, 10 or 15 years. Um, But um, I have seen the average age of the conversation move lower and lower each year. And so uh, I have more clients today that are having this conversation around between ages of 50 to, say, 60 than ever before. Yeah. Um, is that
0: where you're saying is
1: probably, I would say that's a good,
2: spot. good starting point of having that initial conversation going through that planning that Jennifer talked about is meaningful because it helps. Um, you know, the, the end where we would draw conclusions with a client to say, look, um, we would never try to ensure the full financial risk of a you know, forever long-term care event. But sure. we want to add whatever layers of context that would bring, bring in cost of care. It would bring in average age on which somebody begins a care event, how long the care event occurs, and uh, current assets, potential growth of assets, uh, liquidity of assets, because that's meaningful part of the conversation, too. Sure. Sure, if you have most of your assets in retirement accounts, it's going to get double whammy to get those assets.
0: Right, because you have to pay tax. There you go. withdraw it.
2: Or if you have a lot of land, It's hard to turn that into liquidity. Yeah, it's not
0: liquid at all in real estate.
2: And so that's an added element. And I will even say we're having deeper layers of conversation. It used to sort of just be a bland, uh, uh, this version of long-term care versus that version. Now there are deeper layers of that because certain policies will pay uh, benefits to um, family members. Sure. Now those are going to have a special rider that allows for that to be the, the case. But you're sometimes saying
0: family members as the caregiver.
2: Family members as the caregiver can receive a, the client can have a policy that will pay benefits to, to cover the cost of actually, not so much the cost, but just you, if you're in that position and you want to pay a granddaughter or if you want to pay somebody to help sure. come a couple of days a week, well, you have a policy that allows for that to be the case.
0: I see. All right. Yeah. so. Uh, lots of interesting things to consider, and you mentioned how much and when you might start in the future. The one thing you got to think about with healthcare, uh, although inflation right now is around 1.4% in the economy overall, healthcare inflation is something like five and a half percent. It's kicking. Yeah, it's much, much bigger than uh, your assets. So you know, we usually figure that um, the stock market grows at about ten and a half percent per year uh, over a long term. Um, you're, uh, you're. You're yeah. eating up some serious assets if you're right. having to worry about your uh, inflation on health care tomorrow relative to today. Sure. Even you know having and to consider that. And when
2: you lay those down side by side, our objective would be to build a bridge inside of a long-term care of policy event, so that you're not. You, you might have a, a policy that would cover a say a three to a four-year event is a common approach. That you recognize that. Um, I might need short-term liquidity over a specific period of time over a a very uh, event-driven dynamic, right? If you have an event because of injury or illness, you want to make sure that you have something that creates tax-favored benefits to cover that period, and then other assets can continue to do what they were originally intended to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, so if you have questions specific to your situation that are centered around whether or not you should buy – uh, long-term care insurance you can give us a call 770-429-9166 as jennifer mentioned uh they run financial plans all the time uh for for clients who are trying to answer these types of questions she can give you scenarios and uh if you decide to go with it jim can get out there in the independent market and find you some good costs mm-hmm. on on the the care that you might need so right. uh um, again, you know, you can give us a call at Hensler Financial, seven seven zero four two nine 429 All right. Well, uh, Jim, that's been awesome. i got to tell you, this is the most fun I've ever had. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break when we come back. Believe it or not, we're going to have even more fun. Mm. You're listening to Money Talks.